Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Made in Ukraine Tech Startup Edition, a podcast series about Ukrainian tech and IT startups and their efforts to go global. Today is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022. Our guest for this episode is Nick Oseko, who is the founder and CEO of a company called Carbominer. Welcome, Nick. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for joining us today on Made in Ukraine. So, Nick, I should say welcome back because I interviewed you last year in March of 2021. And I know a lot has happened both with Carbominer and Ukraine since then. But before we launch into both of those topics, uh, can you refresh our audience with some information on your background, both educational and professional? Uh, of course. I'm uh, an engineer uh, by education. Uh, I have graduated from Kiev Polytechnical Institute in uh, 1989. Uh, my major is uh, uh, information and uh, measurement systems. Uh, and uh, uh, while I have started my career as an uh, engineer, as in fact an, uh, as a programmer, then uh, I was sort of uh, forced to switch and I have built quite uh, a long corporate career on the corporate side. I have spent 10 years in finance as uh, a CFO of uh, several companies, local and international and after that, uh, 15 years in human resources as a consultant and also uh, in-house uh, as a chief, uh, chief human resource officer of uh, quite a big group of companies. I'd like to add that uh, through all that uh, long past, uh, long career, I was carrying with me the my love to the uh, engineering solutions, to the technology solutions. And uh, being said that, so, I also have to say that, uh, in fact, I am a serial entrepreneur. I have launched uh, five or six companies uh, over the last 30 years. And uh, this is important to uh, underline why I started Carbominer uh, three years ago. Nick, how large is your company staff-wise? And, and I understand that your daughter, Victoria, is part of your company. What is her role in the company? Uh, yes, we are sort of a family business. Uh, Vika helps me uh, in what uh, uh, she is uh, good uh, at. Uh, uh, she uh, has a um, PR and marketing education. So uh, she is formally CMO, Chief Marketing Officer in our company. However, uh, as we are pre-revenue still, and there are, there are no many customers yet, any, any customers. Uh, she is helping me a lot with investor relations. She is reaching out, or, uh, sends pitch deck, uh, arranging meetings. This is a huge support, and uh, this is also an important role for her. Our team is still small. Uh, Team-wise, we have, uh, uh, have not grown uh, a lot since our the last conversation 18 months ago, we are still about 10 people, 10 FTE. Uh, most of the team uh, is in Kiev. We decided to um, come back to Kiev uh, after the uh, Russians 
were pushed out of Kiev region in April or May of this year. Uh, and uh, Vika, she is in Poland now, the only one member of our team who is abroad. So let's talk a little bit about Carbon Miner as a company. When we chatted last year, one of the major applications you were looking at is carbon recapture to be used in greenhouses. And I understand you're still interested in that, but there are some new applications that you're looking at. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Our formal business model, at least where I'm using the word formal, uh, at least that, that business model we're still used in our pitch deck. So we present it to, to our partners and investors. Uh, is still uh, selling carbon dioxide capture from the skies to greenhouse owners. <laughs> However, uh, especially recently, we, we realized that to work with investors, we have to show them pilots. And it just happens so that our first two pilots with the corporate partners are not uh, with the partners from agriculture, from greenhouse industry, but from construction and cement industry. And uh, we uh, said that uh, we, we, cannot, we cannot say no, because this is uh, indeed a new market. Uh, this is about uh, capturing carbon dioxide and storing it, for example, in, in concrete, in injecting it during the mixing phase uh, into concrete. And uh, this way, uh, using of carbon dioxide could could in fact improve the strengths of the material, the strengths of concrete. And by saying that, it means they would use less cement and the carbon footprint of the whole industry would be improved. But uh, it also a way to declare the per so-called permanent storage of carbon dioxide. And that's why you can earn carbon removals offsets. And this market is growing fast. And I understand that your uh, pilot, which has not occurred yet, I read that it looks like it's going to happen later this year, is with the Romanian company, construction company, cement maker, CRH. Uh, this is true. Not later this year, but later this month. We are already in October. So in a couple of weeks, we are going to start our two weeks pilot with them. They are not Romanian company. They are in huge international. In fact, CRH is top six global cement manufacturer. So they are not at all a Romanian company. They have a site, a cement plant there, and they uh, selected this uh, plant as a site for our pilot. And uh, I envision that uh, it would be a, a very strong and serious impact to, to our company, to, to Carbomino project, because it would be our first pilot and for many, uh, potential partners and potential investors. This is uh, an extremely important to know that the first pilot was carried uh, uh, with such and such partner and with such and such results. So extremely important. And how long will the pilot take place? Uh, this is a short pilot. We have to test the, I, I would call it a proof of concept. We would deliver our equipment to Romania, install it there and uh, attach it to, to the powers. And then uh, it will be capturing carbon dioxide and we will be measuring uh, energy consumption and the amount of carbon dioxide capture and, and release it from the, from the machine as a pure carbon dioxide. And then by dividing uh, 
kilowatt hours by kilograms of carbon dioxide, you just immediately uh, obtain the, the efficiency of the process. So let's talk a little bit about your investors. I know early on you were bootstrapping the project, but then it looks like the um, Ukrainian venture capital company SMRK made some investments in Carbon Miner. Is that correct? Uh, yes, uh, this is correct statement. Uh, SMRK VC fund uh, is still uh, our only one investment. Uh, we have raised several uh, rounds with them. It was a pre-seed round in early 2020 and followed on by three uh, uh, seed rounds. And uh, now we are raising again. Uh, and this round, I hope we can close before the year end or maybe in, uh, in early uh, first quarter of 2023. And to date, I've read that you have about 700,000 in funding. Uh, yes, this is exactly the number. This is total uh, uh, amount. It was, in fact, uh, fitted into the project through the several rounds. So the, the parts were smaller than the whole amount. So who is your competition out there? Direct air capture, uh, the field we are active in, uh, is, not, is not at all a new. Uh, there are uh, several companies who are well established, uh, just name, to name a few like uh, Climeworks, uh, of course, and Carbon Engineering Climeworks from Switzerland, Carbon Engineering from Canada. Uh, the uh, competitor Climeworks uh, was pretty much successful earlier this year, raising uh, a very uh, large round, if I'm not mistaken, more than six million, uh, 600 million US dollars as the last uh, round. And it means that they were building they will be building bigger and bigger facilities to capture carbon dioxide with uh, to, to use those funds. And do you hope uh, to compete primarily in both the Ukrainian and European markets, or do you have plans to go beyond those? Uh, yes and no. If we would speak about short perspective and maybe even midterm, several years, that our formal plan of expansion, plan of growth, uh, counts on uh, European market. Uh, however, we understand that uh, this is a global issue. They, uh, it is tightly related to, to climate, to climate crisis. And in the uh, long uh, range, I, I, I mean three to five to seven years, yes, we keep an eye uh, on US market and we are trying to reach out to US investors already. And will there be any regulatory hurdles to overcome if you come to the U.S.? Uh, not very much. Uh, we have uh, a good enough investment vehicle uh, in uh, Cyprus. Uh, and uh, normally when you enter U.S. market, there would be a need for uh, a, a legal flip. You have to create uh, a U.S. Delaware entity to, to be a point of accepting new investments from, from US-based uh, investors. And you have to, uh, uh, to, to convert your uh, current investment entity in Europe into the subsidiary of uh, the newly created Delaware company. It's a headache, but it's doable. I don't think it would be a big challenge for us. Nick, unfortunately, we're almost out of time. 
But I did want to ask one final question. I know that the invasion of Russia into Ukraine in February of this year did have an impact on your company. So can you talk a little bit about that and how you dealt with it? Uh, it is true. It was an awful event. And uh, of course, the same day, uh, we postponed our activities. So I frozen the company. And uh, over several days more, maybe over a week and a half, all our, almost all our employees uh, left Kiev with their families to the various parts of Ukraine uh, in the, they, they were seeking a shelter, uh, a place uh, where the safety uh, of the, of their families, their relatives, relatives uh, will be, um, will be guarded. Uh, and uh, uh, so there were almost no activity during February, March, uh, and almost all April. However, after Russian forces were pushed out of Kiev, uh, out of Kiev region. We started to discuss what shall we, uh, what shall we do with the new situation. We were considering uh, different options, but finally we decided that it is our sort of. I don't know how to say it, not being too much pathetic, but we felt it is sort of our obligation to come back to Kiev and to continue. You know. That's our business, and we have to carry on. Nick, if our audience wants to find out more about Carbon Miner, where can they go online? Uh, we have a site, www.carbominer.com, uh, and uh, it is easy to find. Again, it is easy to, uh, to find me. I'm the only one, Nico Seek, on LinkedIn. So not a problem at all. Just type it in, in Google. And also, I did want to point out, the uh, magazine Forbes had an excellent article on your company back in August of 2022. So our audience can also find out more about Carbo Mining there as well. Yeah, thank you for pointing out. Yeah, Nick, thanks so much for joining us today on Made in Ukraine. Thank you for inviting me. I have been speaking with Nick Oseko, who is the founder and CEO of Ukrainian tech startup Carbo Miner. And I'm Mike Burek, your host and producer of Made in Ukraine Tech Startup Edition, a podcast series about Ukrainian tech and IT startups and their efforts to go global. Until next time, that's all for now.